We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, guys. It's Bot Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Well, it's Monday after a uh, great weekend of games. Well, it depends on, you know, what you're a fan of. And, of course, you know, it's my last day of on-call here for the hospital. So I'm hoping, no, hoping this page doesn't go off anytime soon. As I have to commute across town. But, um... Obviously, if you're an Eagles, Eagles fan, you're, you're ecstatic as hell. You're probably still celebrating... If you're a Steelers fan, well, it depends on what kind of Steelers fan you are. You're either worried about whether or not New England is going to uh, get their sixth Super Bowl, or you're just bitter as hell because another Pennsylvania team is in the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, they're going to get, obviously they're going to get all the attention from everybody, politicians, celebrities, all kind of stuff. And yeah, Pittsburgh does, you know, you know, it's been said that Pittsburgh has an inferiority complex with Philadelphia, but uh, if you look at it, the argument is, is that Philly gets everything. Well, I mean, of course they are because they're the fourth largest city. Well, I'm not sure that they're the fourth largest city anymore, but they're one of the largest uh, cities in the country. I know they were at least one time top five largest cities. So, in the case if you're the Pennsylvania governor, that's your bread and butter and you want to keep taking care of that area. And also mainly because of its location of where it runs alongside, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, D.C., Philly, Jersey's around there, New York. So you want to keep, you know, up with the Joneses pretty much in that area. For me, I could care less. I'm not worried if the Steelers' six Super Bowls is matched. 
At one time, I remember when the Steelers' four Super Bowl was, was matched. In fact, it wasn't just matched. It was beaten. And it didn't bother me one bit. And that's when the 49ers got their fifth Super Bowl. And then eventually Dallas would get their fifth as well. And it was a win it, it was a win over us that, that got them that fifth Super Bowl. So it just is what it is. At the end of the day, we're gonna be tied for six Super Bowls if they win. And so what? We still have the we still we I mean we technically still have the most Super Bowls. Yeah, we're sharing it with, with somebody that we hate, but it just you know it happens like that. I mean, you could probably say at this at this juncture, New England's New England's dynasty is probably the best ever. It actually is the best ever because of what they've been able to do over this period, and not just it's not just the Super Bowls, but the AFC title 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 appearances. And they did it in an era of free agency where it's hard, in salary cap, where it's hard to keep a lot of these players in one place. Whereas you, the Steelers of the 70s, they were able to do that. And, you know, not so much with uh, New England. I mean... They were able to keep a good part. I mean, for the most part, in the early years, they were able to keep part of their nucleus intact. You know, whether it was Brady, Troy Brown, Teddy Bruschi. Now it's Brady, Gronk, Amendola, all those guys. They've been able to keep a place. So... But they're facing the Eagles in a rematch of the Super Bowl from 2004. Eagles lost that game, I think, by, well, I think it was 24-21 or 24-20, I forget, but I know it was close. And that was the year that the Eagles had T.O. And that would be the best year Dolvin McNabb would have statistically, I believe, with T.O. there. Because if there's one thing that Donovan McNabb was missing that year, you know, ever was a go-to receiver. Because they went to several AFC title games, if I'm I'm correctly. Or no, they at least went to the playoffs. And when the playoffs came, they always came up short. They would always knock out Tampa Bay. But... Finally, when they get to the AFC title game the year before, and they have Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay beats them. That's because they exposed Philly's offense for the most part, because they lacked the, they lacked the go-to guy receiver. So they pick up To, and the Eagles pretty much kicked ass all year. And of course there was drama, and of course with To, there's always be drama. That's the thing was that was always the thing about To was or Terrell Owens. 
you know, for you know, for getting technical here. He was really talented at his job. He was really good. It just um, people did like the sideshow from him. I mean, the guy wasn't a thug, which you know, a term like that gets used so very loosely. I mean, the guy didn't uh, participate in thuggish behavior or anything like that. He, I mean, he just did lots. He celebrated. He danced. Caught an attitude here and there. He was more of a diva, but he was really good, and you would want him on your team no matter what. And that's what the Eagles did. They went out and got him. And you know, he got hurt at one point, and he came back for the Super Bowl. And I remember there were people in the media calling him selfish because of it. But he went. He played his ass off. Whereas you have a guy like Brett Favre, who at the time was bad, he could throw four interceptions and he would call him being heroic. But as far as this weekend's games go, I had the Eagles winning twenty-four-seven. I figured the I figured the uh, Vikings would come out and, and score early, but the, the Eagles would um, would eventually take over because it, for one thing, it was a late game. And by the time the link was going to be packed, was going to be was going to be awesome. And there's no way the Vikings were going to be able to overtake that. If it was, they would have a better chance if it was an earlier game. But but at by that time, it, it was you know, the area was so hyped that it just wasn't going to happen. Jacksonville, this this worked out for them. I mean, they they you know. They call it a great game. It's just uh, you got to play mistake free and against New England, and they you know they made some, they made a few gaffes before the end of the first half, and you knew that's that was the beginning of the end. Jacksonville only can ma- you know manage two field goals in the second half, and that was a big difference. They could not get in the end zone, and they had opportunities to put to put the Patriots away, even without scoring. They you know they didn't have to score. All they had to do was uh, get the clock, get the clock up. They could have just went for a third field goal, if anything. But it didn't happen, I, and it sucks for me because I had the, I had the Jags went twenty four sixteen. But um, Brady, as I call him, the Hulk Hogan of the, of the NFL, which the Patriots pretty much are. The Hulk Hogan of the, of the NFL because of how the NFL's built them up. Tony Romo set the tone in the in the uh, fourth quarter as it, as it started. Talked about New England being down ten and Tom Brady, you know. Oh, here we go! Here we go! Here we go! And you saw what happened. The mood was set, and then eventually. Bray would throw the would, would give him the, would give the late drop to the uh, Jaguars. And that was it. It was all unfortunate. I mean, it sucks, but Patriots are that damn good. I mean, he, he did without Gronkowski. I mean, everyone thought that was a big that was a huge deal losing him. He just threw the ball at Danny Amendola instead. 
they took the took advantage of other matchups. But um, the Super Bowl comes. It's hard to see who I like now. It's early. I mean, right now I would like the Eagles because of how great they played, but. You're giving to you're giving New England two weeks to game plan now, but of course Doug Peterson, you know, he's, he's for Eagles. He's called a heck of a game, and Nick Foles had a really played really well. So I think it'll be an exciting game. I mean, I as much as I dread another Patriots Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl again, I will be at the bar watching it like the sucker I am because I love this stuff, which is the same reason why Pirates fans will go to the PNC Park this summer, despite uh, what had happened, it was happening free agency. They hate it, but they'll be back. They've been going back for the last 20 so years. They'll go back again. So spare me the boycotting of opening day. He'll be back next week after that. Because it's really not going to change much, to be honest. But who knows? Maybe that petition of uh, 50,000 signatures, as last I looked, who knows? Maybe it will have some sort of effect. Maybe pirates will kind of listen. But until the revenue drops, it's not going to matter a thing. I mean, you have have to vote with your wallet. Because they can't really remove the franchise right now. They're not in a position to do that. I mean, I'm sure if they was, I mean, they're magically still playing at Three River Stadium. (laughs) Maybe they can move the Pirates then, but they can't right now. They have a new ballpark. I mean, it's still practically new. But the ballpark is like seven, it'll be 17 years old. It still looks like a brand new ballpark. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it looks new and it stays new. I mean, that's what you want out of your ballpark. Unless you want to be like a land and build one every 20 years now. But uh, moving on from all that, as I wrap up my NFL comments, I like to say that um, it sucks that viewership has dropped in the NFL because I think this is the best season they've ever had. Although people are going to tell me that, um, well, some people have told me on Twitter that the on-field is the on-field has been terrible because how the refs have been screwing up the games. It's true the on-field product is lacking, but the but the the, the off the off the off uh, off the field product is what's really making this uh, league good. It's like a drama, a lot of side stories, a lot of this, a lot of that. 
in the case of the Steelers, you got Le'Veon Bell, who's refusing now to, uh, you know, he doesn't really franchise. If not, he sits out retires. So there you go. There's another side story for you. And, of course, the big issue with Le'Veon Bell now is he was late for the team's walkthrough. And I don't, you know, I really don't know what they do in walkthroughs. And I don't know. I mean, I, I would say look at his stats that game and see if it really matters. If, you know, if he, uh, whether or not he was late or not. But, yeah, you have coaches like Jerry Olsowski who should have played to the game, which I don't understand at all. It's a playoff game when you're late. Come on. And you're a coach. So I don't know. Personally, I think coaches should lead by example. And if you're showing up late to... And if this is a thing where coaches are showing up late to games or practices, then there you go. And the players think they can do it too. And, of course, the Steelers now get to watch James Harrison uh, play in the Super Bowl. All right. Going on to some other things. Uh, Pitt played over the weekend for hoops. Lost to Duke really bad. They kept up with Duke with part of the first half, and that was that. After that, it was just a massacre. So, the big uh, one was early in the game, Grayson went for the dunk. Kenny Chukawa, I think, I bet I, bet I, um, I, bet I butchered that name, but oh well. This following Grayson Allen, I guess he pulls up, grazes Allen's leg, and he falls, obviously. It's a, you know, obviously a big issue. Duke obviously plays the victim like they always do. It seems to be a, seems to be pretty common with these ACC teams. Like Louisville and Duke, they play victim when, it's, when something happens to them when they've been doing it to other people. So a great sound who uh, has a habit of tripping people over the years. And you got people who don't feel why this is such a big deal. Well, it's a big deal because what if he injures somebody? It could happen. Sirens, I don't know where they're coming from. So, Greg Sun has a habit doing this. It happens to him, and of course, people are, you know, Duke's obviously playing victim. And of course, for, for, uh, for Grayson. This trip, I guess, ignited a fire within him. Come on, dude. Seriously? He needed a, he needed a, a, a fire lit inside you to, to play pit. Coach K could have played his walk-ons against us and still would have won.
But uh, Pitt didn't break sixty at all, and I don't think they. I don't think they've broken sixty at all this this conference slate at all. Parker Stewart seems to be our best uh, play, best weapon on offense. Is everybody else's uh, taking a back seat, which sucks. But in the end, it's just a bad season. But. If we're going to the other side of the spectrum, we have TCU who started out 12-0 in non-conference play. Didn't play a single road game. And um, they start out the uh, Big 12 slate and they they start out 2-5. Three of their losses, I mean, pretty much, pretty much all their losses have been closed losses. They've been, they've been five points or less. Two heartbreakers in Oklahoma. And hey, if you can um, take Oklahoma to the um, to overtime and or to the to the, to crunch time with uh, Trey Young on their team, hey, you're doing something good. Because here's the thing: if I'm a Pitt fan, I'm glad Trey Young is not. In the ACC, heck, I'm 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 glad Pitt doesn't is not playing Oklahoma in non-conference because Trey because he would probably break Bill Chamberlain's scoring record on us. That's how bad we are. So it's really hard for me to poke fun at uh, TCU's uh, starting the Big Twelve when we haven't won a conference great game, let alone break sixty. Let alone lose by single digits. So it's hard for me to... uh, Yeah, it's hard for me to poke fun at that. And Jamie's always been good at uh, mastering the RPI. He knows who or what to schedule usually. And it's worked out because I know early early in his pick career, he had to modify his scheduling because of... uh, because of how the committee was. They would always screw us over in seating. Like the 0809 team, they had a really good non-conference schedule because a lot of, lot, of, lot of the teams they played, even the Cupcakes, had winning records. Some of them won their, their conferences. So Jimmy, you know, Jimmy was a pro at it. He knew, he knew what to do. I'm trying to figure out how you, how you pull it off not having to play a home game on the road in non-conference. I mean, that's just, that's awesome. But yeah, the band's gone, but like I said, it's hard for me to poke fun of uh, one coach, one team, when my own team sucks really bad. And plus, the Big 12 is a deep league this year. Although in the NCAA tournament, the results have been that desirable because other than Kansas winning the uh, championship years back, probably, probably about 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago, they haven't really done much since. Heck, from, heck even the last 20 you know, 20, 25 years, the Big 12 hasn't really done a whole lot. 
tournament. Last I looked. So, maybe we'll see a different Big 12 this year in the NCAA tournament. Because it looks like it's a deep league. I mean, it's a tough league this year. A lot, you know, a lot, of, a lot of talented teams. But we'll see come tournament time as always. And as on the football side, we we had a pass signal yesterday, and we know we don't know who the pass signal is. We just know we got a uh, commitment for somebody. Don't know who, but somebody. And I'm sure we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I don't know who, how, or what, where, or when. Oh well. Anyways, guys, I've had enough fun for today. I'm sure you have too. Eagles fans, I hope you're still partying. And if you're not, you're not partying enough. So, enjoy all that. Stay away from the police. Or else you'll be in the drunk tank if you're not there already. It's another uh, Patriots Super Bowl. But hey, you know what? On the flip side of it, Patriots win. Deion Lewis and Nick Grigsby get rings. Deion Lewis will get another ring. Grigsby will get a ring. So, hey, regardless, Pitt wins out in this. Oh, well. Hello, Pitt. Have a good week, guys. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.